that's what develops um, low back problems. And my first go-to fix suggestion for these people would be to sit in a soft squat for five to 10 minutes. Dude, it sounds so easy and it sounds like it wouldn't work, but surprisingly, most people have never tested that capacity. Hey, can you sit below parallel? You do this at 10 times on a clock. I see you do it all the time. Not, I thought, I, that was kind of five minutes, I, it was kind of 10 minutes, no. I have my timer on my phone and I'm staring at it the entire time while I'm sitting below parallel. We were, I was working on your elbow the other day. You've had this agitated, flared up elbow. And so you start getting into like, all right, I've been through injury before. What the heck? I don't want to ruin my training. I want to stay in the right direction. What do I do? And you came up with this awesome topic. Yeah. So basically what um, I'm kind of at the stage, like, hey, I got this elbow, uh, tennis elbow, tendonitis. I'm not too sure of it just yet. But I'm kind of at that stage, like, hey, what do you do now? Do you, you know, take some time off? Do you try to uh, get back into the gym? Um, so I'm trying to come up with like things, you know, I have to do uh, that doesn't further injure myself, right? So I kind of came up with the topic by having some non-negotiables that I, I can't miss. That's when I ran it by you, like, hey, what are some things you have to do that you can't miss no matter what's going on in your everyday life? Yeah, because these are the things that keep us consistent, they keep our moods better, and they just, like you said, we feel like we're not, you know, we're taking a step back, obviously, because of injury or other things that are happening in our life, but it's a one step back and two steps forward. Mm -hmm. And I'm okay with that because that two steps forward, one step back is still in the right direction versus I stop absolutely everything I'm doing, I put my membership on hold, I stop doing my diet and my nutrition and I come back two months later and it's like for those people starting back at square one because they didn't have non-negotiables in their training. Yeah, you definitely don't want to backtrack. Worst case scenario, you you know just sustain where you're at right now. If not, still try to get some sort of progress. I think we can probably kick off with the first one we both had in common, uh, squatting. Yeah, it's a non-negotiable. Uh, I think you don't realize how powerful squatting is to the physiological from the inner workings from a hormonal response, lifting heavy produces, going heavy on lower body, just not heavy on upper body, uh, produces for uh, natural testosterone, IGF, all these uh, precursors to, to muscle. Yeah, no, the squat is probably the, you know, the most functional compound lift you can do. So you're doing that, uh, you know, you're burning more calories, you're building more muscle. Uh, there's numerous, numerous muscles involved. Uh, I mean, you, you can you go light, you can go heavy. If there's one movement you could do every single day for the rest of your life that you should do, it'd probably be a squat. Squat, and, it, and that's a great point. It's not heavy or light, it's drop below parallel every which way you know. Mm -hmm. and. I have to do that at least twice a week. So I have to get the pump in my legs, no matter how 
I do that. If I want to be more systematic, one of those days I'm going to get really heavy and the other ones it's going to be a higher volume kind of circuit style, but I'm still pumping the legs. And uh, that's a non-negotiable for me. Yeah, no. And, you know, you're kind of going off the aspect of training. Um, you know, another aspect on the other end of the spectrum is it kind of it'll keep you healthy. You know, uh, that's kind of my biggest suggestion all the time is to, you know, squat more or sit in a below parallel soft squat for five to ten minutes. That's my suggestion for anyone that says, hey, I have a really tight low back or, hey, I'm kind of running into these back problems. You know, chances are you run into these back problems, not because you're deadlifting in the gym, but you're sitting in a desk job for six to eight hours a day when you're outside of the gym. Uh, if you find yourself in a job where you're sitting for numerous, numerous hours, that's what develops um, low back problems. And my first go-to fix suggestion for these people would be to sit in a soft squat for five to 10 minutes. Dude, it sounds so easy and it sounds like it wouldn't work, but surprisingly most people have never tested that capacity hey can you sit below parallel you do this at 10 times on a clock i see you do it all the time not i thought i that was kind of five minutes like it was kind of 10 minutes no i have my timer on my phone and i'm staring at it the entire time while i'm sitting below parallel and many people can't do that because they catch too much tension or cramps within the muscles and tendons around the lower body ligaments they have they don't have that capacity yet to sit that long that's problematic mm -hmm. i believe as most indigenous people can manage to sit below parallel for long periods of time that's the natural motion i also believe that most people are complicated flexibility with all these fancy stretches and all this shit. 90% of someone's lower body flexibility will and can be improved by sitting below parallel for 10 minutes on average, two to three days a week. Yeah, no, I agree. And this was a movement we originally had, right? If you see a toddler or an infant, they have a beautiful deep Liam, squat every right? day. You see him sitting there like that's picture perfect. Torso is nice and upright, full range of motion in his knees, hips and ankles. And this is something we lose over time, okay? Nine times out of 10, it's because we sit in a freaking chair too much. Yeah, it's really scary. And sitting like that in a chair, not active, not compressed, uh, you lose a lot of circulation. And so, I mean, the best feeling I get is at the end of the 10 minutes when I stand up, my legs feel like different legs. They mm -hmm. improve circulation, they feel more limber, they feel looser. Uh, but people don't take enough time and hold that for long periods of time to get the effect. They'll do it for a minute, they're lucky to do it for two, but nobody is sitting consistently two to three days a week below parallel for five to 10 minutes. It sounds so simple, they don't think it would work until they actually start putting it into their training. We believe that style, sitting in squats for five to 10 minutes, is part of training. It's not this outlier thing you do here. It is part of training any more than you think about exercise and nutrition. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, and it's especially my go-to on long road trips where I'm sitting in a Ooh, car. That's good. Uh, anytime we'll stop you know, for a pee break at a gas station or something, Dude, I'll be in a squat for you know three to five minutes just to kind of decompress that low back from sitting in a, a car for hours. Well, what we said about squatting normally going heavy, going light, where you do need an object, there is absolutely no excuse at any time of the day that you can't sit below parallel. Mm -hmm. it, it is uh, non-discriminatory. Anybody can do it at any time, mm -hmm. regardless of wealth and health. You can sit below parallel. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the, one of the ones that we, uh, you, 
that we were talking about for from an exercise sake and obvious obvious for what we do but i think that people need to challenge intensity by elevating their heart rate over 80 percent of their max heart rate that is typical for anaerobic training circuit training but i think the the vascular pump that it produces from a cardiovascular perspective the heart or the system the pump from head to toe is enormous it's enormous and uh it improves my mood if i want like i've been sitting down all day and i just feel like crappy if i can go out to the gym and do like tabata Mm sit-ups or tabata squats i get an instant uh improvement in mood yeah you're you're kind of getting your engine running right you're you're moving you're getting your engine running um you know just something that comes into mind is you know it's a, one of our biggest pet peeves when we ask someone hey what are you doing currently fitness wise and they tell me hey i'm going for a light walk down mm-hmm. the street right uh i mean you you're not elevate you're moving but you're not elevating your heart rate um enough to kind of get that stimulus of uh, you know get sweating get moving get elevated heart rate it, it's scary that people are considering a natural movement like walking exercise it's very scary and i have to question um I have to question what they believe exercise is at this point because it takes their re-education to get them to understand that that's a daily activity. That is not exercise. Mm-hmm. What I would like to see them do, speed walk, light jog for 10 seconds. I can guarantee that light jog for someone who thinks walking is exercise will increase their heart rate above 80% and then let them walk for two minutes. But really they're doing circuit stuff. They're doing interval stuff. That they'll get more improvement, not to mention the 30, 48 hour window that your metabolism is increased mm-hmm. because of those high intensity workouts. And that's why those are so powerful. Yeah, basically we need to see at least a, a little bit of shortness, shortness of breath, uh, a little bit of sweat, you know, coming down the forehead. Um, you know, you gotta get to that point to feel like you're actually training. Yeah, and the other one is the endocrine response. It's why CrossFit is so popular. It's what we sold was that this style of training has the potential to improve hormonal responses, uh, produce better insulin sensitivity. It does a bunch of other things physiologically you don't even see. And uh, for me, the the number one indicator that is mood. Like Mm -hmm. it's a brain body connection. I feel it instantly, instantly. Uh, Yeah, you're basically starting that engine, you know, starting your own personal engine. and get it moving, you know, getting the endorphins running, getting everything flowing correctly how it should be. Uh, now it's going. What do you think, uh, how many days a week? I'm thinking two to three days a week. You, you got the have to have that happen five to 10 minutes. Oh, easily. Uh, yeah, if you stay out of the gym for more than, you know, three days at a time, you'll you know, lose your groove uh, and you'll start losing the, the benefits of that training like that would deliver. For sure. You got another one, bud? What, I know we got a couple more. Yeah, yeah. Another one I got is um, horizontal pulling, Ooh, right? Yeah. Uh, we do a lot of pressing. We do a lot of vertical pulling, pull-ups, stuff like that. But uh, horizontal pulling, you know, you can consider like a, a row, any type of rowing. Uh, a face pull is another good one with bands is, is kind of my go-to. But basically, it's to what I like to call bulletproof your shoulders, Yeah. right? Um, kind of set your shoulders back in a better position. Uh, ideal, you know, upper back shoulder position is, you know, shoulder blades are back, pinched and down, right? Yeah, yep. And this is something we lo- also lose over time that I would also give credit to probably sitting too much 
So instead of you know our original um, example, low back wise, we're thinking a little bit higher, upper back wise. You know, we're in that kind of slouched, rounded shoulders, fingers on the Text keyboards, neck. right? Texting, Text, exactly. Text Texting, or even sitting at a computer where you're typing, the shoulders are rounded forward. So uh, stronger upper back, uh, stronger shoulders from a pulling standpoint kind of offsets that and kind of centers yourself to kind of get that posture back. Yeah, there's a symmetry about uh, the body that we're looking to get and what we're finding uh, I mean listen females deal with this too but particularly men because they've trained the show muscles so much they're looking at ab work and chest and shoulders mm -hmm. that they forget everything on the backside because they can't see it in the mirror and so they have these over tight upper bodies anterior upper bodies and their upper back muscles are weak mm -hmm. and uh, it's evident in posture we call that in personal training kyphosis where this is overworked the upper body chest is overworked and the upper back is just weak and elongated and so we want to pull them back into a better position and it takes a lot of pulling work because uh, pulling work also is not sexy it's at least yeah. to me is the mm. least sexiest exercises dumbbell rows ring rows barbell bent over rows like that stuff doesn't excite me but what what from a health perspective from a shoulder perspective it's probably the most neg negated thing in training yeah no uh you know that right on the head nine times out of ten you'll come across a gentleman that would love to sit on the bench press five days a week, right? Okay. Instead of doing any type of row, when in reality it should be the complete opposite, right? Uh, you know, the first question you ask someone when you figure they're into fitness is how much do you bench, bro? Oh right? my gosh, um, and I love that question. So I'll make up, by the way, I'll give up a fake ass number, like 400 pounds <laughs> yeah, right? every time. Yeah, well, well, I mean, what do you bench first? You tell me your number first and I'll and tell my you go higher. Right? <laughs> you gotta one up them, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's all this bench work, it, you know, traditionally will bring the shoulders forward and more pulling work will kind of uh, bring them back. And uh, I'll do my pulling movements with bands as a warm up. Nice. Okay. And then anything, I, anytime I go overhead, any type of pressing movement, that feels like my shoulders are actually warmed up in from better position in for. better position, right? So when I suggest um, anytime someone is benching or any type of pressing, a That's good a really warm up would be some some pulling movement. You know, anytime I bench, I'm I'm pulling before. I'm rowing. I'm I'm doing banded pull aparts or band face pulls. Uh, and I've really attacked this within like the last six months. Like I've really, really attacked this and uh, the results have been tremendous. No, it's a good point. A lot, uh, what a, a lot of people don't realize is that upper body pushing exercise is require upper back stability muscle no groups. No doubt, 100%. Bench, for example, yesterday the bench, we are telling athletes to retract and stabilize the shoulder blades against the bench as yep. a force productor for the bar to push against the chest. If they can't, their backs aren't strong enough, or most people don't even know how to retract their shoulder blades because they're not training upper body pulling enough to put them in the right position. Or they can't even get it back there if they wanted to. Or limited by range yep. of motion. So mm -hmm. I agree. And the best way to do that is like you said, put it in. Just put it in as part of warm up. Let it be that thing that's part of it. There's so many missed opportunities here in the gym for people, the 10 minutes that they come early to do oh, these I little know. things. They 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 miss out on huge opportunities. What I could do with 10 minutes before class to build these little things are tremendous. But it's one of those things where you're like, oh yeah, like what's what's some ring rows or some band rows gonna do for me before the workout? Mm -hmm. It's tremendous. No, they rather do the, what we call sexy stuff, right? 
Yeah, the cool stuff. The yeah. cool stuff that, that looks good, that feels good, that you feel, you know, you just get a better, you feel like you get more out of it in, you know, reality. You got to take a step back and work on some other stuff. I agree. I said that the, there's complexity and simplicity this morning because uh, some people are so caught up with these big, long workouts that they think because that's complex that that's the most difficult version and it's not the simplicity of some of these simple crossfit workouts are the ones that destroy people because of the simplicity yeah no the uh the very successful are ones that do the basics very very well they master the basics virtuosity doing the common uncommonly well it's a beautiful term love it uh and the last one that i i think that we should all strive as a non-negotiable is not to go more for me not to go more than two days, two days in a row without training. After the second day in a row, if I have not gone to training, I know that on that third day, I have to train, I have to move, I have to elevate heart rate, I gotta move into the squat, I gotta sit, be, I gotta do something to put that into my training. One for the most obvious is mood stabilizer, right? Mm -hmm. It's an internal mood stabilizer. I don't need pills to do that. I can feel better naturally just by increasing my activity. The other one that sticks for me is that it creates a lifestyle. It's non-negotiable for me to not move after two days. It's part of my life. It's like, it's like if I don't do it, I get grounded. Like that's the penalty I give myself. Like not cool, Mario. That's not who you are. You're more than that. And that's how I create the lifestyle because then if it's some, like the people that really scare me coming into a facility like ours, Brett, are the people that go hard seven days in a row for three months. Those people scare me because I know it's not sustainable. And so what they'll eventually do is they'll either drop off by the wayside or they'll get hurt. It's just too much too soon. So they don't have the balance. I want a better balance where they're taking the rest days, but they're being more consistent on average with us long-term. Mm -hmm. Not how many classes you do in three months, how many classes you do weekly on a three-year period with us. Yeah, no, it comes down to consistency, right? That's what really what delivers results is doing something um, compounded over time consistently instead of, you know, what you were getting at is kind of like the yo-yo term, right? You go super, super, super hard, okay? You can, you know, get crazy results and then fall off or super, super hard, suffer a setback, an injury, and then fall off. And you're kind of repeating this cycle to where you're not making any steady progress as if you would if you're doing something consistently, um, you know, something small at a time, but consistently, uh, you're just kind of, you're a hamster on a hamster wheel. Yeah, right? yeah. You're a hamster on a hamster wheel. Um, and if you can't really uh, get to the gym at least, you know, without two days off, like, you're not prioritizing it. You know, you're not prioritizing it. It's on the back burner. You're, you know, you got your work or, or something that's more important to you. Uh, instead of your training and you know a good way to kind of approach that is go back you know to the drawing board and say hey I need to get back to the gym it's been you know two three days um, I got to get back in there yeah the um, that reminds me of why I love our reservation system we get a better client mm -hmm. we get a better person and the statistics show that a reservation system produces more consistency long term than people that are allowed to come into gyms whenever they want, whenever they want. Mm -hmm. because it requires a more disciplined individual with classes that are capped to sit the weekend before and plan your week out depending on your workouts and work schedule. 
These people work out more consistently and on average than those people that are going to wake up on a whim and decide based on emotion and feelings whether they want to work out today. It does not work. Uh, That comes down to your uh, lifestyle statement, your previously lifestyle. Every time I have a sign up, we show them how to reserve. I say, hey, it's up to you, but if you know your schedule, I'd go ahead and get yourself in locked in as far out as you know. Yeah. You know, if you want to go the next month, you know, two times a week, three times a week, that's going to be your schedule. you know the day, do it. You know, if you got your day and even better, you got your time, it's like freaking clockwork. Like, hey, this is part of my life. This is part of my routine. I work out every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, 9.30. I'm going to go ahead and reserve, right? Uh, It just... It takes out any, you know, uh, decision fatigue, any guesswork yeah, or anything. Yeah. It's like, hey, this is part of my routine. I'm reserved. I'm locked in. I'm committed. And now it's just about executing. Discipline over motivation. motivation. That's Every it, single time. We appreciate you guys. I hope uh, there was a couple things, a couple gems we could throw at you guys today. Uh, we appreciate it as always, man. Don't forget to leave a comment and review. We really appreciate that as well. Yeah, and then these are things you can uh, start implementing right away, guys. Uh, you know, we can, you know, drop all this knowledge, but if you don't, you know, say, hey, I'm going to do this today and start, uh, we'll never get anywhere. Never. Thanks, guys. See you.